0: Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. John chapter 16, verse 33, and you be ready. Uh, Two things I want to talk about. Next week, if we don't find a place, uh, we will have the meeting at the office, as the minister said. Um, So we'll have our sardine service. You know what's a sardine service? You ever heard that before? The sardine service. Make sure you brush your teeth that morning. (laughs) wear good cologne amen and learn your vertical moves amen has anybody ever taken an economy flight has anybody been on the number six train in the morning and rush hour then you'll be all right you'll have no problem you'll flow right with the program amen wear no hats and just, just, uh, amen, get ready. Number two, say with me, May the 4th. May the 4th. Okay, Minister Lewis and Magdalia, May the 4th. I'm giving that service over to the youth, the young adults. I want them to do a, a combined skit and preaching. And I want them to do it. Not you, not Lewis. I, I know if I give the mic to Minister Lewis, he has a word. So I'll, what I'll do is I'll give you guys the week before that. Amen. So the, the, uh, May the 4th. Is for the youth. They're going to preach to us. But you're going to have, you you have to have a skit though, a drama. And you have to invite youth. If you don't have anything less than 150 youth here, I don't know. All right, so it's going to be an awesome day. I know you guys are going to preach up a storm. This place, uh, actually, maybe we should put some chains on the window. Because there's going to be so much excitement, so much anointing. Come and see you that if we're not careful we might break the windows and i don't have to pay that bill <laughs> praise god and the week before minister lewis and McNally get up here and give a good teaching on, on 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 something make sure it's anointed make sure and i know you will you know it's interesting you use the word spit because you know in spit there's dna so actually jesus was imparting his own dna Uh, that, that's that's a that's a conference. Yeah. Ooh, well, maybe you could preach some on that. Praise God. All right. John chapter. Stop stop messing around with my time. Okay, this is my time now. <laughs> Praise God. John chapters. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Listen, it's say May fourth. Okay, that's your day. Okay, so it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I have an announcement. I am happy to say that last Monday we began softball season. But that's not the announcement. The announcement is that we won nine to eight last Monday. <laughs> what was I say? One, two, three. There you go. There you go. Sorry, ladies. We just got lost a second. I'm back again. If we got too far, saca la correa, meteme una. (laughs) Take out the belt and hit me one, just get me back into place and I'll be all right. Amen. Did I say John chapter 16, verse 33? All right. Okay. Praise God. Jesus said, actually, why don't you read it? Why don't you read it? Somebody representing the congregation, just get up and read it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stand up. Stand up. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have peace. World, will have peace. Oh, am I wrong? Am I wrong? W- w- what did you say? In, in this world everything's going to be alright. Is that what it's saying? I. Is that- no. No. Alright, so what does it really say? Okay, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen. Praise God. He is the author, he is the king of our peace. Because he already overcame all that we have to go through. So... The reason why I want to share this with you today is because too many of us in the kingdom of God have adopted that spirit of fear, have adopted that spirit of worry because of today's news and the many things that are happening throughout the United States. We're concerned. We're concerned for our future. We're concerned for too many things. So I want to talk to you a couple of minutes about that. Um, in Psalms 34, 19... Psalms thirty four nineteen. It says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The Lord delivers him out of them. The Lord delivers out uh, him out of them. The Lord delivers us out of our troubles. Okay, understand, he's not saying that you won't go through trouble. He's not saying that you will never experience a problem. What he is saying is that every problem that we go through, he's with us, he's with us in that process, through that process, and he will deliver us as we go through that. Say with me, say with me, he'll deliver us as we go through the process. See, the prayer, Lord, take me away from this, is not a good prayer. You know why it's not a good prayer? Trouble is not your enemy. Pain is not your enemy. How many of you hate pain? You liars. Only McDowell is telling the truth. You too? Okay. You don't like pain, right? (laughs) We don't like pain. But you know something? Pain is not your enemy. Pain is actually your friend. Pain is telling you that you need to adjust something in your body. Pain is telling you that a relationship went wrong and you need to mend it somehow. Pain is telling you that there's something that you need to correct. Say, some, say, say to your neighbor, listen, pain's alright. Right. So You need to know how to discern pain. And we go through trouble. We, we go through situations in life and we have to know how to deal with them. And sometimes pain or trouble comes to you because we make mistakes or our bad actions or a bad attitude. Say with me, bad attitude bad attitudes are not a good thing. There was a football player, I think his name was T.O., is it T.O.? What an awesome football player. But yet, he was always getting in trouble. And to a certain extent, the team, after a while, didn't even want him, even though he was very successful because of his attitude. You could get kicked out of a job because of your attitude. You could lose a friendship because of your attitude, yet you're a good person. But we need to check our attitude because your attitude determines your altitude what about naomi campbell anybody here ever heard of naomi campbell all you got to do is look at the internet or see the news she's all over the news constantly why because of her bad attitude you know uh, isaiah and i we were going on the plane we were in Laguardia, and they gave him the tickets and i thought i had the tickets and so as we're passing by he gets through and then when i look i have no tickets so the guy says, "Where's your ticket? You can't get into." it. I, I, man, I'm sorry. I, I, I need to go back there. Well, hurry up. You should, where's your ticket? You shouldn't be losing your ticket. And he started talking to me with such a bad attitude. And, and uh, in a moment, for a moment, I got very angry at him. I, I felt like saying, "Yo, bro, cálmate. Chill. You know, no es para tantos. It's not. It's not that bad. It's calm. You know, please." So I went back, and I got it. I, I spoke to the lady. Lady, I gave you um, a, t- a ticket. Where is it? She says, I don't have it here. I went back, and, and, and the guy says, can't believe you're losing your th-. And he's just picking on me. Meanwhile, you know, he forgot that when people are on, they're going on flight, they're nervous already. They, you know, you, you're thinking about so many things. Instead of being kind, bad attitude. So when we, we, we made a turn that way, we took him to a little corner in the closet, and Isaiah and I, we beat him up. All of that, of course, happened in my mind, but, <laughs> but you know, I almost, I, I, you know, for a moment, uh, blinking of an eye, you know, I, I saw that, you know, you'd be a good candidate for this one right here. <laughs> But no, I had to keep a good attitude, so we got in. And the bottom line is, my son had it all along. He had the tickets all along. He didn't tell me a thing. That's all right. I will get him back. <laughs> but, you know, an attitude could freeze you. It could mess you up. It could, it could make you lose a promotion that you really deserve. You deserve it. You're the best worker, but you have a bad attitude. Uh, a bad attitude could keep you from a raise. A bad attitude could keep, from, uh, could keep the anointing from flowing in your life. Let's go a moment to... Uh, the book of Numbers, book of Numbers, chapter uh, 14. God was very angry at the people in that day because uh, they had a bad attitude, and and He was very concerned for them. He wanted their welfare. He wanted them to enter into the inheritance, but because of an attitude, um, he, he couldn't allow them to come in. They would refuse to believe Him. They would refuse to work with Him, and so. Uh, Let me see. Verse 22. Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt, in the wilderness, and they have put me to the test now these ten times, and they have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of these who rejected me see it. But my servant Caleb... Because he has a different spirit in him, and he has followed me wholly, fully, completely. I will bring him into this land, and where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Notice, not only was Caleb entering, but his descendants were going to inherit it. You see, so your attitude can determine what your sons and daughters are going to receive. Your attitude can determine what your family is going to receive or not receive. This morning, Joel Osteen was, was uh, preaching on, on TV and he was talking about his book deal. He was saying, man, I'm blown away by this book deal. It's such a blessing. He said, my father, he was born during the time of depression and he didn't have much. But because of his righteousness and because of his, his faithfulness, And how he served God, him and his generation, he passed on to my generation such a blessing. And and right now I look at it and I recognize that this is because of dad. This is because of these people who plowed for us in times past. Amen. So what you're doing today is not only setting you up, but it's also setting your future generations up. Well, I have no children. Stop being selfish. Stop being selfish. You have spiritual children around you. You have sons and daughters that are going to be born into the kingdom because of your witness. So not only are you uh, uh, sharing the blessing potentially with your natural family, you're also sharing it with the household of faith. You're also sharing it with those that are going to come to faith because of your witness. Amen. So we need to know that. That's a powerful thing. So your attitude will determine your altitude. Amen. So will we go through trouble? Yes, we will, but we know how to deal with trouble. Now, let me tell you something. Trouble is your friend. It'll work with you, it'll work for you. But we can cause conditions by making mistakes. But what do you do when you make a mistake? You correct it. You be patient with yourself. This is a year to be patient with yourself. Stop being so hard on yourself. On the contrary, if you blow it, sit down at the end of the day and assess. Uh, Victor, are you on track? Or did you get off a track are you doing your push-ups are you doing your sit-ups are you eating right Uh, did you pray today you know are you still offended you need to fix something the bible says get angry but sin not don't let the sun go down on your wrath in other words by the end of the day you have to tie all loose ends because the bible says tomorrow brand new mercies are waiting for me so i have no time to allow the mess of yesterday to come into tomorrow and affect my tomorrow i gotta be fresh and brand new for tomorrow some of you, you take a shower in the morning, you dress right, you brush, you brush your teeth, you clean your ears, you know. Some of you, you know, you take your lashes, you know, nice, every hair. I know some of you, your hair, really nice, and if you don't have any hair, whatever you have left, you make sure it's in place. You know, I know, I know that. That's true. You you, you fix yourself up, your glasses, but you go out with a dirty attitude. You You go with the internal mess. What's the use? You're still going to blow. It doesn't make a a difference how pretty you are. If you go with the mess, you're going to be soiled. And people are not going to like you. They're not going to want to deal with you. They're not going to want to hear your witness. Amen? One particular gentleman, I don't know if I said this, but I'll say it today because it it works with the message. This gentleman came into uh, town, a new minister. He had just got a church, and and he took a bus. um, And then he went right to the bus, and and the the driver gave him a, a nickel too much. So he sat down, and he's thinking, you know, it's, it's no big deal. It's a nickel. He said, yeah, no, no, So when, when he got out, he gave the nickel back to the driver. He says, listen, you gave me too much money. He says, thank you. I know you're, new, you're the new preacher of that church over there. I was just testing you. Hello, somebody. I just wanted to know if you were the, you were the real thing. You know, you're always getting tested. And in the workplace, they'll push you on purpose because they want to see what you're made of. You know why? They want to know if you really have the stuff. If you're the real thing. And many times, we blow it. So what you do? You ask forgiveness. If you blow it in the job, you know, I said something out of order. I really apologize. I should have done better. So sometimes, we can do things right, and we'll get persecuted for it. Sometimes, for the right thing, you might get persecuted. You take a stand for Christ. You do the right thing, and they'll pick on you your buddies come to you come on let's all do this together and no, i can't do that Ah, who you ah, you're a chump man you're a chump you're a chump man. Yeah. at least in my day that's what they used to you chump man no you just i'm sorry i'm not a chump i'm a man of god Alleluia, Alleluia. you understand yeah, yeah. and they look at you and say ah, yeah right but meanwhile they're saying huh, it's got something there i'm serious when i first came to christ at age 15 all my friends told me the same thing so ah, you're going to church for the girls i know that you're going to church for the girls I said, no, sincerely, I have God did something in my heart. And after a while, they realized that God had done something truly in my life. It was not for the girls. It was for Christ. Amen. Praise God. But I got persecuted for it. They criticized me for it. My friends criticized me. They all dumped me. That's all right. God gave me a new set of friends. People that were righteous. People that helped me. People that didn't pull me down. People that didn't put, people that didn't put drugs in my hands. People that didn't put the marijuana stick in my hands. People that didn't put the alcohol in my hands. Come on somebody. They really weren't my friends. They would destroy me. Hallelujah. And today I give glory to God for my new friends. Because, because now, glory to God, my friends are falling apart. Some of my friends have already died. Some of my friends went to prison, did some hard time. But God snatched me from that life. I would have been another statistic in harlem but i thank god that he had mercy on me amen gave me a new mind gave me a new future jerry i'm a new man in christ hallelujah amen praise god so sometimes we do things right we get persecuted sometimes trouble just shows up wrong time wrong place it just shows up but god Even there is working things out for your good. When you're in trouble, don't look up and complain. Oh God, what have you done? Lord, what are you teaching me in this? What can I learn in this mess, in this situation? Loss sometimes happens in our life. And loss produces change. For example, the, the prodigal son, he made a mistake. He said, Dad, Dad, give me my inheritance. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. That's it. I don't want to know anything else about this house. I want to enjoy my money. He went out there, enjoyed his money, went broke. And now he's hungry and he's right where the pigs are. And he looks at the pig slop. He says, you know, that stuff is looking kind of good right now because I'm really hungry. And he's, he's just about ready to eat. And suddenly he came to himself. He said, what in the world am I doing here? And sometimes you gotta hit you have to hit rock bottom in order for you to realize the mess that you're really in. And sometimes God will allow you to come to a place of loss so you could realize the mess that you're actually in. So this man snapped back into his right mind and he said, I'm going back to Father's house because in Father's house I have everything I need. Meanwhile, I, I left that place and that was the best place for me all along. Hallelujah. So loss sometimes will get you back to the right place. Amen. Amen. Moses himself experienced loss due to his status and position when he rejected life with Egypt. When he said, I don't want to be in Egypt anymore. He rejected it. 40 years of wilderness for him. But yet during that 40 year wilderness, God prepared him. God, uh, um, how can I say, gave him that deep wisdom. So when he came back to Egypt, he had the wisdom of God. He didn't even have to talk much. He didn't have to give an introduction. He didn't have to show up, you know, with armor bearers and people and a limousine, you know. He didn't have to do advanced marketing. He just showed up and said, let my people go. That's all he had to say. He was so anointed, you know. I'm trying to get that Charlton Heston voice, but it just doesn't work for me. I just don't have it, you know. I'm going to need to have somebody stand here with a Charlton Heston voice. I'm not sure. Go, 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 go for it. But the bottom line is, he experienced loss. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season, we will reap if we do not faint, if we don't give up. Say with me, no giving up! See, some of you get so close to your blessing and you give up just before. Let's go a moment to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. Look what it says. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. See, your confidence in God has great reward. When you hold on and you trust God. Yeah, but I don't have enough money to pay my bills this month. Hold on. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna lose my job. Hold on. Yeah, but I haven't found a job yet. Hold on. Yeah, but I haven't got an answer yet. Hold on. Don't give up. It has great reward amen and it says verse 36 for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of god you may receive the promise then it says here verse 37 yet a little while and he is coming will come and he will not tarry now the just shall live by faith but watch this but if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him see god is not pleased when you're so quick to give up. I'm going to say it again. But of those... I'm sorry. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. God is not pleased when the minute we go to trouble, we want to say, oh man, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, not, that, that church. <laughs> Faith. <laughs> you know, it happens to us. It's the tendency of the Adamic nature. But God wants you to flow in your new nature. The nature fashioned after the DNA of Almighty God. Jesus was a warrior. He is a warrior. Always has been, always will be. The Lord is a mighty warrior. See, so when somebody challenges them, he goes up to their face. And, 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 and in the Old Testament, the warriors uh, were, were awesome. And you, you see people like David. Um, let's go a moment. Let me see if I got that for you. Let me see if I have it here. In, let's go to Second Samuel 21. Second Samuel 21. This this will blow you away. Second Samuel 21. I'm trying to give you examples from Scripture so you can see that what I'm saying is not just out of my mind. This this is this is really in existence in our spirit, man. Second Samuel 21. Let's read verse 15. And then we'll read from there. When the Philistines were at war again, say with me, war again with Israel. See, it was not a one-time war. You will always experience war in your throughout your lifetime. You will always experience challenges throughout your lifetime. Say to your neighbor, uh, don't give up because you're constantly going to be at war. It's just a, that's just the nature of life. Life is a series of, of war, uh, war moments, uh, uh, decisions where you have to fight. So we have to allow the warrior in us to come alive. He says, David and his servants with him went down and they fought against the Philistines and David grew faint. The leader, he grew tired. He was already getting older. And so his guys got concerned for him. It says here, then Ishbi Benob, who was one of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose bronze spear was 300 shekels, who was bearing a new sword, thought that he could kill David. When he saw the King David get tired. This, this son of a king. Notice, it was not Goliath. It was the son of Goliath. Revelation. Note. There's no such thing as just one fight and you won it and it's over. That stuff bears offspring and tries to hit you in a future season. And then it says there, 17, But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, came to his aid and struck the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore to him, saying, You shall go no more out with us to battle, lest you quench the lamp of Israel. They were very upset at David. We need you, king. If you get taken away from us, the light of Israel will be shut down. And that indicates to you the importance of us covering each other. Are you praying for me? Are you praying for my wife? Are you praying for the leaders here? You've got to pray. Because sometimes things happen. Giants come to ministries. Giants come to families. Giants come to individuals. And if we're not aware of it, we're not watching. See, this man was just about ready to kill david because he was weary might have been sitting down he might have been laying down he was tired and suddenly this giant wasn't a regular-sized guy he wasn't a guy my size it was probably larger than motombo for those of you that watch, yeah <clears throat> and i met motombo personally i gave him bible studies and when he stood up he shook my hand my hand disappeared when when he shook my hand He said, good word, preacher. And I said, yes, sir. (laughs) But taller than Matumbo. And just about when he was ready to kill him, Abishai comes out of nowhere, wielding a sword and chops the giant up. That's the way we have to be with each other. But you know what too many churches do? When you are weary and tired and you make a mistake, we show up and we kill you. That's not the kingdom of God. That's not the kingdom of God. If I'm going to say anything to you, if I'm going to say anything about you, it's going to be good. I'm going to choose to see the good stuff about you and that's what I'm going to boast on. Because I know you have imperfections. I know I have imperfections. But I'm not going to focus on my imperfections. I'm only going to to focus on the things I'm good at. I'm only going to focus on the the things that you're good at. I'm going to focus on on... I'm the anointing of God in you, the grace of God, the human being that you are, the blessing that you are, the child of God that you are. Amen? And I have a chance to go to battle for you, I'm going to do it in Jesus' name. And then it says here, verse 18, And now it happened afterward that again there was a battle. See, you're going to have continual battles with giants, people. So that's why you need endurance. Minister Magdalena, you need to understand, the battle you fought yesterday is over and you won it, but there will be another battle. There will be another battle, Brenda. But since you know it, you have the inside info, you're ready for it. And you prepare with your team. And you pray together. And sometimes you're sleeping and somebody got to wake up somebody in the middle of the night to pray for you, win the battle for you and you sleep like a baby. You won't even know. You won't even know that a battle was fought. Amen. Again, there was another battle, it says. And this was a battle with another Philistine at Gob or G-O-B. Then Sibekai, the Hushtetite, killed Saph who was one of the sons of the giant. Another son of the giant. Another generation of giant. So you need to understand this. Wars will come. Derivatives of an old battle will come haunt you again. Or try at least. And again, there was a war at Gob, Verse 19, with the Philistines, where where Elhanan, the son of J.R. Oregon, the Bethlehem, uh, killed the brother of Goliath, the brother of Goliath now. So this guy has more and more giants all the time. They were putting out, putting out giants like it was like going out of style. It says at Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And this guy, J.R. Oregon, who defeated the brother, that word Oregon or that name Oregon means weaver's beam. So that guy knew how to work with weaver's beams. So God raised up a man that had an anointing to destroy that giant's anointing. So watch this. There are times when you're going to go through struggles and God is going to raise up people around you who are anointed to deal with that specific issue. In other words... You're not the one that's supposed to win every battle. Sometimes you need help and somebody's going to help you because they've got anointing for that particular thing. So giants will come and go. But you don't have to be worried about the giants. You don't have to be afraid of the giants. Somebody stand up right now and slap five people, high five, and tell them, don't worry about the giants. They're defeated. Amen. I I, I think I see some giant killers here. (laughs) Praise God. See, trouble trouble is unpredictable. Giants are unpredictable. So I've got to make sure that I'm constantly watching. And I've got to avoid things that can get me into trouble. If I know something's going to get me into trouble, I'm just not going to go there. If I had trouble with that crew before, and that crew got me in trouble before, I'm just not going to go there. Amen. If that neighborhood got me in trouble, I'm going to stay away from that neighborhood. If I have a chance, if it's Park Avenue that's getting me in trouble, I'm going to go on Fifth Avenue. I'm thinking Spanish Harlem. That's that's where I was raised. There's some areas there I had to stay away from. Some people had to stay away from. Amen. It's not that you, tr- you think you're big and bad. It's some things can have a tendency of getting you in trouble. <sighs> How many people today are in prison because they just hung out with somebody that one day and that one day they decided to do something crazy and the cops came and boom, got them all one shot. And he's in prison now for something he didn't even do or she didn't even do. My God. So here's some things you need to consider. Number one, learn the purpose for your trouble. Grow and mature during your trouble. Don't waste that time. John Maxwell said, if you fall to the ground, while you're at the ground, look for some change. You know, get something positive out of the experience, in other words. (laughs) You know what I mean? You fall to the gutter, there's always got to be some change there. In other words, there's always something good even in the midst of a bad experience. Find out. Just sift and look for the good in every situation. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what to do in the midst of that situation. Hallelujah. Learn from your trouble. Trouble gives you the opportunity to dig deep into the reservoirs of your hidden potential and wisdom. That is within you. Do you know that you cannot grow in times of ease? You can only grow during times of difficulty, times of challenge, times that are difficult. Even our own body shows us that the more resistance we put against our body, the better our body looks. Amen. Somebody. I hear people go, I don't know what it means. Well, my wife, she, she loves me so much. She says, Vic, I want you to be solid and strong, you know. And so she gave me a gift. Usually, they'll give you cologne or something like that. She gave me PX90. So now I'm stuck, man. I have no choice. Yeah, exactly. I'm stuck, man. So now Monday I have to do this, and Tuesday I got to do plyometrics, and Wednesday I got to do something else. But the more exercise I do, the better I feel, Lewis. Isn't that interesting? David, isn't that interesting? The more exercise, the more buff person becomes. What are you laughing at? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Resistance, difficulty is not your enemy. It makes you. It draws the deep reservoir of wisdom that's within you. And some of you haven't tapped into that in a long time. And you need to tap into that. You know why? The world needs your wisdom. The world needs your authority. The world needs your creativity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two, always remember that giants are always a doorway to promotion. Giants are a doorway to promotion your increase. What do I mean by that? David was a nobody until he defeated his Goliath. David was a nobody until he defeated Goliath. Before Goliath, David handing out bread and cheese to his brethren. Afterwards, David was known as a mighty warrior. He got so famous in Israel that when he would go by with the horses and the chariots, the king would go, the ladies and the maidens would dance and say, the king has killed his thousands. But what David would show up is, David, David, he kills his ten thousands. Such an image came up that it got the king jealous of David. So what am I saying? I'm saying, your greatness, your significance, the image people will have of you is based on the giants that you defeat in your own personal life. Your anointing flowing is determined upon the giants that you can slay in your life. I got no amends on that one. But let me tell you, that, that, that was the point right there. I can sit down now. I'm not saying I am, I'm saying I can sit down right now. Now I'm 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 landing in the plane now. I'm landing in the plane. And lastly, lastly, say it with me, lastly. Yes. Amen. Lastly, the joy of the Lord gives you the strength as you walk through your problems. I noticed something this week as I went over to the conference. I was dealing with an issue. And I, I got into worship. I got into strong worship and strong praise. And I realized that in my body, in my spirit man, and in my very soul, you can't have both fear and active worship at the same time. You can't have worry and active worship and praise and recognition that God is Lord, that Jesus is Lord, that, that He's an awesome God. You can't have both. So when your heart is filled with praise, when your heart is filled with the joy of the Lord, suddenly the problems start. They start leaving you. They start oozing out of you. They start running away. The Bible says, worship your way out. That's a good word. I like that. You want to finish the message? She said, yeah, too, to top it off. Thank you. Too much, man. We have a house of preachers here. <laughs> praise, that's right. Praise God. Amen. So when you're going through your situation, what can empower you and help you is your very praise. Don't wait for a Sunday to come and praise. I've been we- waiting all week to praise God. I'm glad it's finally Sunday. Hello. Praise God on Monday. Praise Him and worship Him on a Tuesday praise him on a wednesday on a thursday and a friday and a saturday let it be a lifestyle to you because your heart cannot have fear worry torment and worship and praise and faith can't have both at the same time your 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 life will either respond and be filled with one thing or the other jesus for the joy that was set before him he endured he endured the cross so the joy that is set before you is that you're already a child of God. You know it's a fixed fight. He's, going, he's with you. Many of my afflictions, but God is with me and He's delivering me from them all. Even in your current situation, God is delivering you from them all right now. In your current situation, God is with you. God is with you right now. God knows your situation right now. And He's a mighty conqueror. He's a mighty warrior. And He's fighting on your behalf. He's already setting things up. He's already setting people to pray for you. He's He's already releasing resources. He's already getting the promotion ready for you. He's already giving you the wisdom, glory to God. All you need to do is stand up. Be a mighty warrior. Say, I will not be deterred. I'm going to stand in faith. I'm not going to let anybody topple me down. Where's my giant? You go down. Where's my giant? I slay you. Where's my giant? Hallelujah. Come on, people. Come on, praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm going to grow in the midst of my troubles. I'm going to grow in the midst of the uncertainties. I'm going to learn something every single day. Every day for me is a day when God is teaching me something. When God is doing something through me. When God is showing me something to share with somebody else. Every day is an opportunity to look for another Goliath and topple him down. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, give Him the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me this moment. Bow your heads a moment. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory. Because we recognize that this year, this year 2008, is a, is a year of, of, of severe shifting. In a local, national, and even international realm, Lord God. It's a severe shifting in so many areas. But Father, you are our rock. People may come and go. Philosophies may come and go. But you stand solid, secure. And we are secure in you. And we give you the glory today. We thank you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. And we exalt you. We say you are Lord in the throne room of our heart. And today, as you have your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to let you know, even though you're going through trouble, God knows. He knows right now what you're going through. He knows that that you have decisions to make. You have issues that you're going through, you have problems, relational, Uh, some of you have financial problems, some of you have physical problems in your body, well there's an anointing to heal that, there's an anointing to heal every single situation. There is wisdom for your situation. There is new strength for you. Today, God is saying He's ready to release new strength upon you. He's concerned for your family. He's concerned for you. He's concerned for your future and destiny. And the most important thing we can do is be connected to Jesus. Be connected to the anointing. To the anointed one and his anointing. So with all my heart, I just share with you, be connected with Christ. Don't leave out of this place without knowing, with all of your heart, that Christ is in the center of your heart. Because you and Him, you can go through it all. Because He said, Do not worry, do not fret, I have already overcome. Hallelujah. So Father, we declare that we are overcomers. Because you are an overcomer. And we have your DNA. So Father, I thank you for that word. Lewis, I believe God used that word, brother. God, 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 you know, you were being used of God when you were saying that. We have a DNA of the overcomer. And He mixes that with our mess. And He makes us overcomers. Maybe I gave up in the past, but no longer anymore. Now I am an overcomer. Now, you're building me up. You're building my endurance. You're building my strength. You're building my faith. You're building my resolve. I am an overcomer. Say to your neighbor, we are overcomers. Hallelujah. Amen. If anybody needs prayer, I want to open up the altar this moment. If you want to make sure that that relationship, your relationship with Jesus is... Is, is is secure. If you're not sure, please come up. We'll pray with you. I'm gonna have the ministers come up and we will pray for you. Prayer is essential